Hey everybody, welcome. Steve Wollenhouse here. I'm your host on Anatomy of Success. This week to be better at spotting manipulators. Look out for these six things. That's the topic of our conversation. So glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back. Again, everybody, I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Glad you discovered us, and we hope you share the good news with some friends and come back next week. For those that have come here before, we're grateful for your continued support, and we hope you're getting some benefit from these short, succinct episodes that provide folks with some insight on various topics and hopefully some beneficial action steps that you can implement. Again, if you want to stop by weatherology.com, you'll find the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And then you can find me under About Us at the top of that page. Follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as on Instagram. We do some inspirational things every week that I think you'll be grateful for because the community has certainly spoken clearly. They enjoy the motivational content that we're creating that keeps people focused each and every week on some relevant things that can be beneficial in your personal and professional life. And please, If you would, subscribe to the podcast, rate, and review. You know, a desire for power and control is the inspiration behind manipulative behavior. You see a lot of this being played out in American politics. Politicians love to employ this strategy because many are narcissists who crave the accolades of public office. It's a fact. People that get into the acting and music profession and politics, and this is not an indictment. It's just these folks oftentimes have narcissistic personalities that gravitate in a dangerous and healthy direction. When people act passive-aggressively, it's the ultimate mirage. They are attempting to create subservience at the expense of robbing our dignity. They seek to make us feel small, guilty, insignificant, consumed with self-doubt. Psychologists argue that manipulators intentionally say and do things to get their way. They hurl insults. They use inflammatory language like name-calling. You hear this happening a lot? I don't care who it is and what the explanation or justification of it is. What historical atrocities may convince people that it's okay? These horrible names we label people without any validation or proof? It's harmful and it's hurtful and it creates division. They're doing this to assert power and control. Many of these people suffer from borderline personality disorders. They operate automatically in a response based on years of habitual behavior and conditioning. The goal of all manipulators? To gain influence by offering to meet our needs. Manipulators seek power and control and use deceptive and abusive methods to achieve their objectives. Manipulators gain dominance through continuous emotional manipulation, abuse, and coercive rhetoric. The result's dangerous, and we need to establish firm boundaries with these people and learn how to recognize their insidious behavior and motivation. Trish Mercer said this, you can't manipulate people who know how to think for themselves. And guess what? There's not a whole lot of that going on in America today. Here are six ways manipulators attempt to gain control. They attempt to avoid confrontation through manipulation. Number two, they place you on the defensive. And number three, they create self-doubt. Number four, they conceal their aggression. Number five, they avoid taking any responsibility. Sound familiar? Number six, they avoid having to make any changes personally. So those are six manipulative tactics that manipulators employ. Now, here are six weapons manipulators use to 
achieve control and to get the power they so desperately crave. Number one, lying. These people are habitual liars. Watch TV for the past year and a half through COVID. You'll see people in control, lie, meander, manipulate constantly. They have no idea what they're talking about. No concrete evidence about the claims they make. They make stuff up and then you discover maybe it's done to cover something up they did that they shouldn't have done. So guess what? Lying, it's prevalent. And unfortunately, recognizing liars takes some skill. They use lies and deceit to create confusion. They induce guilt and self-doubt. They conveniently use nebulous rhetoric to avoid telling the truth or avoid engaging in productive conversation that may require some honesty, integrity, and uh, listening. That's where names come in, folks. People that hurl names and insults at people, they're incapable of having intelligent conversation based on the facts because their facts, if you look carefully enough, are always very arbitrary, oftentimes made up and predicated on poor history and poor economic reality or whatever the case may be. So they lie and they manipulate to try to make you feel guilty about how you feel. Sound familiar? So that you cave in and acquiesce with their attempts to gain power. And then pretty soon people just shut up and don't say a thing. Number two, denial. By avoiding the truth, the manipulator dismisses any responsibility for their behavior, and they rationalize a litany of excuses. They act as if your objections have no merit, and you're making a big deal out of nothing. By rationalizing their actions, they create an atmosphere of self-doubt that leaves us feeling guilty. Again, I'm sharing these things with you folks because you're seeing this played out across America and in other parts of the world. Number three, avoidance. Manipulators avoid difficult conversations by using names and painful rhetoric that puts people on the defensive. You're this, you're that. Because of something that happened in the past, you're this. They oftentimes use compliments in a very creative way to keep people distracted, stimulate confusion. When people blur the facts or refuse to discuss them, it's nothing more than avoidance. And we need to recognize their nefarious intentions, peel back the disguise and say, aha, I know what's going on here and I'm not going to buy into this feeble attempt to try to manipulate. Number four, blame, shame, guilt. Manipulators use blame, shame, guilt to make people feel like they're the one responsible for the very same behavior they're attempting to cover up and accuse you of doing. Again, sound familiar? Name callers use this as a weapon to project their animus and put people on the defensive. Bigot, racist, any inflammatory label engineered toward creating shame is a powerful sign the person you're dealing with is a manipulator and they're disingenuous and we need to be careful of those people because they use this inflammatory rhetoric and throughout history we've seen people that choose to use rhetoric divisively and that escalates to violence because they're dehumanizing people giving you a name that makes you less relevant on the hierarchy they're attempting to create and pretty soon it's easy to perpetrate violence against people we learn to disdain and that's why politicians 
politicians, for instance, start with name calling, starts to get you a little irritated, start to hate this person. And pretty soon, if they start to incarcerate people or use violence against people that have these labels, it's uh, palatable because we've become anesthetized to the anatomy of hatred. Number five here, intimidation. We have to beware of people that use intimidation as a tool to get their way. They justify violence and chaotic behavior to validate their own position. They stand back and watch as people do violent things that are against the law in the name of social justice, for instance, trampling on our opinion with invective language and threats designed to create fear as a powerful weapon utilized by manipulators. Bullying people is never okay. And this form of intimidation is evidence you're confronting a manipulator. And finally, victimization. Manipulators love to make people feel guilty to induce results consistent with their objectives. When politicians energize constituents with cries of victimization, it's always at somebody else's expense. Rich, successful people are normally the object of their animus. Why? Because they're in the top 1%. Who cares if they vote for us? Their vote doesn't matter. We're after the 99% of people that reside outside side of that, that we can get to hate that group because it's a convenient small target with a big target on their back. When you're struggling, that argument starts to seem pretty intoxicating. People that suggest you can't get ahead until somebody else is penalized removes all personal responsibility. Anyone attempting to make you feel like a victim doesn't have your best interest at heart. Run away. Trust me. Frederick Nietzsche said this, I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that I can no longer believe you. So dealing with manipulators, it's serious business, folks. And we need to learn how to recognize these destructive personality types and put up firm boundaries. And I hope you benefited from this brief conversation on how to spot and deal with manipulators. And I hope you take full advantage of these action steps we laid out here today. I'm Steve Wollenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. So glad you joined us. Until next week, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.